and welcome to Drunk on Decoms, uh, a podcast where Jory and I uh, experience the highs and lows <laughs> of life in general. Uh, we're recording this the day after Election Day in the United States, and we're on an emotional roller coaster. Is that fair? Mm-hmm. I hope someone listens to this podcast and they have to write an essay about it for their AP U.S. History class someday. How I took- dealt with the 2020 <laughs> <laughs> talking about a dumb movie where Kirk Cameron turns into a dog. I took a push. Um, yeah. We didn't have to. We didn't have to listen to podcasts, but probably would have helped. Well, I mean, no, I didn't either, but you never know what the future might hold for those kids. I don't I don't know when the podcast was invented, but yeah, you're right. Who knows what education will be like in, you know, 20 years. <laughs> 20 years. That's such a generous... That's, that's, as far, that's as far forward as my brain will let me think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... The world's terrible. Let's talk about this dumb Kirk Cameron film. Um, I'm going to do the plot real quick. Kirk Cameron is a dog psychic who in his childhood had dog psychic powers and that he could understand what dogs were thinking. Uh, And then he lost those powers, but still decided to go into the dog psychic business. Uh, A rich guy comes in to understand what his dog is thinking. Kirk Cameron can talk to this dog and... Uh, the rich guy gives Kirk Cameron all his money when he dies. Uh, Kirk Cameron, that the rich guy's relatives try to take the money back and chaos ensues. That mm-hmm. is this entire film. It is terrible. Do not watch it. Nope. It's the worst one we've seen so far. Yeah, I, w- I do have to give it the fact that like parts of Radio Rebel are better but like mm-hmm. they, they so lost the idea of what a plot is supposed to be in sure. this movie like moves forward in like a natural progression so it felt like like a normal hour and a half it didn't feel 3 hours long but it's a horrible movie you know what this movie had that radio or this movie didn't have that radio rebel did have actual children there's one child in this movie for like 15 seconds there's no other kids no, 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 no. Yeah, it's like not really like I guess it's a children's movie, but it, usually like Disney Channel, I, I feel like anymore, like they revolve around the fact that they're about at least high schoolers. Yeah, there's yeah, there's never a Disney Channel. I don't know any other Disney Channel original movie where the main character is an adult and Kirk mm-hmm. Cameron at that. Everyone's favorite child actor turned person who has very specific beliefs (laughs) i had some words but i didn't say any of them kirk cameron kirk cameron uh and kirk cameron's wife yeah that's like a whole weird thing that like kirk cameron's wife if you look at the movies they're in together like almost any movie in the 90s and early 2000s he had a love interest in she had to play the love interest. Yeah. Would me believe that Kirk Cameron had some weird views on like women and maybe some, I guess we were just going full political in this one. 
some Mike Pence-ish belief about <laughs> is he allowed to be alone in a room with a woman who's not his wife, which you should be able to do. I'm, I don't even think that's a political statement. If you seriously worry that you can't be alone in a woman in the in a room, <laughs> <laughs> we never know what you're drinking. I've been drinking vodka since four thirty this afternoon. I'm drinking. I forget what this is called, but it's uh, rum, grenadine, orange juice, and pineapple juice. That's fancy. I'm just drinking yeah. vodka mixed with cranberry <laughs> pineapple juice. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear James in the background? I did hear James in the background celebrating. Yes. Um, yeah, well, Jory, I'd just like to point out, you and I do not do this podcast in the same room. No. Yeah, I don't Think know about if anyone knows that. I feel like you can tell when you listen to it that I'm talking through a computer to you. I've never listened to it. Oh, I listen to it with my mom, who's probably listening to it now. Going on, nice. mm-hmm. Hi, Jory's mom. But no, yeah, we're we're in two very different places. Yeah. In the city of Pittsburgh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I hate this movie. Yeah. I hate it so much. Um, it's the second ever Disney Channel original movie. Did you know that? It's the second ever. <laughs> you can kind of tell because they weren't good at it. No, it's real bad. I kind of think also I and I just keep seeing James in the background right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I kind of think this was like a movie that wasn't going to be a Disney Channel original movie. Mm-hmm. And then they they were like, oh, no, this is really bad. I feel like part of it was like in the 90s, it was like, is Kirk Cameron a young, worse Tom Hanks? <laughs> because like this movie is like, yeah, it could oh, have been a Tom Hanks movie if it was you're good. So, you're so right. Tom Hanks was in a movie with the dog, Turner and Hooch. Yes. But yeah. it's bad. So they were like, oh, let's, you know, like Splash, Turner yes. and Switch, like all the, like that, you know. Yeah. Those type of movies. This was in that. I think you nailed this. Disney was looking for the next Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. And they were testing Kirk Cameron. And then they saw this movie and they stopped. Yeah. Like they probably started it and were like, okay, this might, we might put this movie in movie theaters. <laughs> and then. <laughs> like you know that thing that we started one movie ago where we just put yeah. movies right onto disney channel let's just do it with this one we're just gonna put this one out there uh mm-hmm. you know who i can't wait this is unrelated but uh i think it's it's very it's understood that a lot of disney channel original movies are like disney testing certain actors yeah i can't wait to get to the lawrence brothers do you not know the lawrence brothers Mm-mm. oh man this is they're gonna all right, when we get to horse sense and when we get to whatever the one is where they're, they're shipwrecked, it, it, I don't know what it's called, but it's probably called shipwrecked or something oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, they were three brothers who were like a trio. Okay. And like real life brothers. Real life. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, wait, have you seen Boar Meets World? Yeah. Jack is one of the Lawrence brothers. Okay. But he's just either, he's either Joey. Or there were two others. I don't remember what their name. Ma- Matthew, I think mm-hmm. Matthew. Matthew, yeah. I, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. I what feel, like, but I feel like we need to talk about this movie a little bit more. Because I there, don't. There are some like the whole courtroom scene. Like, oh yeah, it ends with yeah. it ends with the classic. 
Airbud courtroom scene mm-hmm. uh, where the dog is sitting in the courtroom. Right. Because he's yeah. Because he's allowed. And they have to, yeah, go ahead. So, like, they're in the courtroom. I guess we, one part of the plot is that the, the relatives of the really wealthy guy who died tried to sue or, like, claim that Kirk Cameron's character who can speak to dogs is mentally unfit because that's, like, part of the will, just like most mm-hmm. will. You're mentally unfit to, like, watch the money. You can't do yeah. it. Well, they get this, like, lawyer who's a scumbag, and he, like, takes them <laughs> to court, and the whole scene is just chaos. Like, at one point, mm-hmm. Kirk Cameron is, like, acting like the dog in a courtroom. Yep. Sometimes they just yell things, like, objection. Yes but they don't say what the objection is. And then the yep. just decides willy nilly whether or not to sustain. Yes. It's yeah. We should, we should save the actual end of the movie. We should talk about that for sure. Oh yeah. But the, it's, it's one of those things where Kirk Cameron is really caught in a catch 22 mm-hmm. because he has been basically given this position as uh caretaker for the trust what trustee i guess i don't know whatever doesn't matter uh because he can speak to dogs but Mm -hmm. if he speaks to the dog he will be declared mentally unfit right mentally incompetent right so he can't speak to the dogs but if he doesn't speak to the dog then he is not performing his job so he's he's screwed either way right and i think whether he speaks to the dog or not I guess this is a big part of the plot. He can, up to a certain amount of excitement, the dog and him are just, like, in sync. Like, he can just hear the dog's thoughts. If the dog barks, he understands what the words are. Past a certain point, really, there's never never a defining moment where, like, it's just like the dog is excited. Like, it gets a bone or it sees something that it likes. Then he turns into the dog as well. Like the dog like Mm -hmm. possesses him, but the dog is also the dog. So it's not Mm -hmm. like a shaggy DA situation where they flip bodies. Yes. It's just like the dog is the dog and Kirk Cameron is also the dog and they trash together. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Um, It's very strange. Yeah. And also uh, he does your favorite voice (sighs) when he is the dog. I don't know how to... He doesn't actually change his voice. It's not like he's like a character actor or anything. He's just like, oh my god, I'm a dog! This is how dogs talk in my brain! <laughs> I'm gonna put this out there. I think he's doing a really bad Scooby-Doo. Yeah, but he doesn't start words without the letter R. Yeah, Yeah, I think he's doing... He's not, you know, doing the exact... Like, he can say every letter, but he, like, mm-hmm. lowers his voice into kind of, like, a, a growl. Yeah. I think he's doing a Scooby-Doo. You know what it reminds me of? You ever seen the Bagan Strips commercials? Like the old uh, ones? Yes, I, I, of course I've seen. I watched TV in the early 2000s. But that's what it reminds me of. The Bagan Strips commercials when the dog's like, I gotta get a Bagan Strip! Like, that's what he did. Like, that's kind of what he did with his voice. <laughs> Do you think Kurt Cameron was the voice of the dog in the Bagan Strips commercial? No, because... I think at that point, Kirk Cameron was doing fine with a very specific type of movie. <laughs> yeah. He's made a lot of those very specific films. It sounds like we're talking about a different kind of specific film. No, it's like the, the exact opposite. 
Yeah. Think of what you're thinking of when I say specific and go the exact opposite direction and that's where he actually went. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the movie ends with uh, Kurt Cameron. Oh, he also has the power to see the dog's memories sometimes. That's that psychic thing. That's when I think dog like psychic. You're seeing memories, which he can only do in like very plot specific. Yeah, plot specific scenarios like twice throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, Also, this dog apparently has a human brain, but uh, so (laughs) so he sees a flashback to one of the relatives murdering the his his owner murdering the old guy Mm -hmm. uh and so kirk cameron sees that flashback and comes back to this is in the courtroom and he like pops back into his own body and Mm -hmm. he's like you murdered him and that guy's response isn't to just be like no i didn't (laughs) (laughs) no i didn't you're you're pretending to be a dog (laughs) yeah you lunatic uh that guy's response is to pull a gun Yep. In a Disney Channel original movie. And he points it right at the guard. Like yeah, he, he really does. And turns it. He doesn't point it at yep. like Kirk Cameron. Doesn't nope. point it at the lawyer. Turns and points it right at the armed guard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, two questions. One, is this the only time a gun is going to appear in a Disney Channel original movie? I think there's a decent chance yeah 98 seems about as late maybe like if there's one from like 99 but yeah I, at 2001 yeah anything 2001 you're not gonna see a gun you're never gonna see someone at a disney channel original movie point a gun at a kid no no that would be unacceptable mm-hmm. and so it's a very specific like it's, it has to be a very specific circumstance and i just don't think it's gonna happen again no, I don't the, remember it. The only thing I could think is if there's like police officers. Yeah, like, that's a fair point. But like, but, I don't think so. I I really think probably after, definitely after 2001, Disney tried to yeah. like remove any sort of like violent imagery from. Yeah, like yeah. nobody's nobody's pulling a gun and Johnny Capahala back on board. No, no one in Camp Rock is pulling a gun on JoJo. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he pulls a gun and then he's like backing out of the, they're, they're like backing out of the courtroom. I don't think they have an exit strategy planned, but they're backing out of the courtroom and the dog attacks them. Cause again, the dog has a human brain. Right. And the guy, the gun goes off mm-hmm. and they, and they, and the people are, the bad guys are arrested and everyone's crowded around the dog, like begging the dog to be okay. And they're all real sad. And then one of the other, the lawyer, no, um, yeah. Kirk Cameron's wife says, oh no, he's fine. It just grazed his ear. And then everyone just laughs. That's how the movie ends. They all yeah. just laugh. That That's still be an incredibly traumatic experience. You'd still be like, so is he like, okay? Like, is this yeah. leading you? And just be like, Oh, ha, ha, this dog tricked us. He's only yeah. fine. The dog like played dead too. Like he's the like dog definitely played dead. Honestly, mm-hmm. best acting performance in the movie. The dog. Yeah. Although I did recognize a lot. Oh of yeah. In this movie. 
this movie has um yeah it's got so many people i recognize i recognize i think all three of the relatives from like other disney stuff i didn't recognize the 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 niece so the female relative the one relative the one nephew he was in Stuart little and i remember him very specifically Mm -hmm. because he has a list that is very distinctive and i remember the way he says the word soups in Stuart little i don't know why that's a thing that stuck with me for like over 10 years no he absolutely yeah i know exactly who you're talking about Mm mm-hmm I can't remember if they're the ones who try to steal Stuart back in the live action, but I, that's off the point. The one, the receptionist at the beginning is the woman who played Chucky Finster in Rugrats and mm-hmm. Dexter in Dexter's Lab. She's more of a voice actor than anything, so it was yep. kind of interesting to see her in this. Also, she's like the second credited. She's in the movie for like three Ten seconds. Yeah, yeah, max. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'd also like to point out that this is our first and maybe only Emmy-nominated Disney Channel original movie. Oh, no. There's no way High School Musical didn't get nominated for something. Okay, that's a fair point. Well, but a primetime Emmy? Oh, you're right. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it got nominated for, like, a Kid's Choice Award, but, like... Um, Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, this was nominated for Best Original Song uh, for the song at the beginning, which is a Randy Newman, uh, You Got a Friend in Me knockoff that I hated with my whole heart. And I love Randy Newman. Yeah, I mean, of course. course. Who doesn't love Randy Newman? Do you not love Randy Newman? Short people. (laughs) Yeah, the first song that comes to mind when you think Randy Newman. No, that's who doesn't love him. Oh, that's a good song. That's a really good joke. Okay. Um, Yeah, short people probably don't. Mm -mm. What are you looking up? I'm just looking to see if anything else won. Oh, okay. The color Um, friendship won an Emmy. I don't mm, know. Oh, I know what that is. No, I don't know if it's on the list. That's apartheid related. Mm-hmm. It won a it won a primetime Emmy. Yeah, it's in South Africa, you know. Well, as it would be, it's apartheid, you know, based. Right. Uh, I remember it being pretty good as a kid, but also I was six, so you know, I didn't have discerning taste. I think I think we're gonna have a couple pop up like that are surprises that have like someone was nominated for some sort of primetime Emmy at some point. We should keep a rolling uh, Emmy watch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Emmy watch. Um, so I looked up the writer of this because I was positive that the writer of this should, shouldn't be allowed to write anything right. anymore. Like, not even for, you know, a local paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the writer of this only had one other credit. And it was... Let me see. It's it's very much the, the kind of thing that you would think that the writer of this would would have a credit for it is the legend of gator face <laughs> oh i love that uh, one. <laughs> we all remember the legend of gator face a group of boys concoct a yarn about having been threatened by a legendary swamp beast and then meet the real thing 
learning it is a gentle, compassionate creature, the locals believe their original story and try hunting down the monster. Mm. I'm happy we don't have to watch that movie. No, thank God that's not a Disney Channel original movie. But um, oh, also I'd like to insert there is a weird, like I said, like we got distracted way back. There's mm-hmm. this kind of like you know subplot line that there is this romance between him and oh yeah the estate lawyer from the guy who died who and the woman who plays the estate lawyer is Kirk Cameron's life wife in real life. I cannot talk, and that's fine. She. But also, I feel like that was inserted potentially when they thought this was going to be a real movie. Mm-hmm. Because if it was going to be more than the hour and a half long Disney Channel original movie, there would have been a plot line about the love interest. But because yeah. they had to trim it down and make it fit the decom length, they were like, no, 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 no. She's just going to get like, she maybe had like five six, minutes. Yeah, yeah. Six minutes. So. They they trim they they clearly like fit this into the hour and a half runtime very mm-hmm. specifically, but there are still a lot of scenes that feel like they're way too long, like just like chase scenes and scenes where he is the dog. The scenes yeah. where he is the dog for sure. Yeah. And then the brutal. The break in scene was way too long. Brutal. These are all brutal. None of this is funny. Like, there are a lot of mm-hmm. attempted jokes in here that are just awful. Yeah. So, I don't know. Let's, do you want to, is there anything you liked about this film? No, not, there There was one joke about, from the lawyer, and I can't even remember what it was. Oh, yeah. Something about him being, like, a bottomless so someone calls him like scum and he says yeah but i have a law degree to prove it or something like that yeah that was kind of funny other than yeah. that i feel like these movies i'm lucky to get one joke that made me be like <laughs> i like some of these some parts of this movie were like so bad they were funny mm-hmm. like there was some weird stuff that happened that like made me laugh out loud because it was so bad when the guy pulls the gun at the end yeah like i was actually dying when like Kirk Cameron was like, you killed him! And instead of being like, no, I didn't! He just, like, <laughs> got out of his coat and pointed at someone, and I was, like, I started laughing at that because it was just so unexpected. But, like, I enjoyed those parts, but no, generally, no. You know what I thought? You know what I thought was gonna come back? Um, at one point, the, the bad guys, the relatives, are driving in a van that they've somehow gotten despite the fact that they they have no money and they use their last quarter on a vibrating hotel bed yes. uh which i think is meant to be a joke but like it's never funny that wasn't funny in 1998 nope and uh so they're driving in this van and they're trying to film kirk cameron acting like a dog <laughs> and they hit a car and then they just drive away and that never came back. And I really thought like the end was going to be the cops being like, you know, we're looking for some people mm-hmm. who is a hit and run or something. But no, never came back. No, they just ran into them. Yeah. And they dented all the bikes. Yeah. And the people were mad. Yeah. Anyway, this is a trash movie. Uh, I know I said last time that that was the worst movie we had seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the worst movie 
this is this is worse than Freaky Friday. Uh, uh, oh yeah, I was just gonna yeah. Say yeah. No, it's worse than Freaky Friday. I I still have a hard time saying things are worse than Radio Rebel because the plot is so chaotic. Yeah, Radio Rebel doesn't make sense, but I had a slightly better time watching Radio Rebel than I did watching this. This is this is just unbearable. Watching Kirk Cameron do all of these things it i i cannot describe the the awfulness adequately also they adopted all the dogs from the pet store at the end which mm -hmm. is wrong you can't encourage kids to do stuff like that you can't no. take the dogs i'm sorry yeah first of all you can't adequately care for all of those dogs kurt yeah. cameron he struggled to take care of the one dog yes like you know who's going to take care of all these dogs? The, Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil. Why did we? We didn't even we didn't bring up Uncle Phil. Is literally his driver. <laughs> yeah, that's not okay. Um, not okay. No. So Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Bel Air is in this movie as uh, the valet who very quickly decides that he's okay with Kirk Cameron being a crazy person. I think Uncle Phil is planning his own uh, plan to get the money. I think he's got a plan. His character both seem, seemed both very important and completely inconsequential at the same time. <laughs> You're so right. They put him in the movie in parts where you think like he's going to help Kirk Cameron make these decisions, but it feels like Kirk Cameron would have done yep. every part along the way whether or not uncle phil was in the movie or not same thing with the maids the maids didn't do anything no at least they use them in the court scene they use uncle phil in the court scene but like he did something to the maids you know like he kind of tormented them because he was like a dog and he tried to bite the one's ankle yeah and she thought he was sexually assaulting her yeah so like, um, have, uncle phil was just kind of like pointless yeah he really was anyway he probably cashed an okay paycheck for this so you know oh, for her yeah all right well what are we watching next um we need to rate this do we oh we need to rate this yeah we, we need to rate this um all right, what are we rating it out of i know because we didn't rate the last one because we didn't think it deserved it but we'll rate this one okay um, we're rating this out of um millions of dollars burned on dog treats yeah millions of dollars for it. i give what this was the wait what was the what was the total amount 67 million 64 million dollars 64 million dollars it was very specific mm -hmm. it wasn't like just yeah. 60 million either 64 million dollars i give so this one million dollar so for you not burning money on dog treats is good or wait yeah not burning money on dog treats is a bad movie because when I think of that question, I think of all of the money that we've wasted on things that this one dog can never eat. By the way, the dog is aware of his own mortality. I feel like that needs to be mentioned. Yeah, he does. He knows. And he also calls humans two-leggers, which sounds like a slur. <laughs> yeah, I was offended. I don't like that. Uh, I, I award this movie. If low is bad, I award this movie zero. I think this is the third time I've given a movie zero. Everything zeros. Nah, we'll get to, I think next week we have a good one. 
Is there a good one? <laughs> Go on. I looked. Hang on. No, next week is Dadnapped. I don't know what that is. Dadnapped has uh, the guy who used to be on SNL, Terrence Killam. Oh, Terrence Killam. Is his name Terrence? Why do I not? That I'm having a I'm having a I'm disconnect. The wrong name. I probably said the wrong. Kill him, Terran. Terran, kill him. Terran. I was so close. I was so close. If you couldn't get Terran from Terrence, I was like, I got it. There. It was just it sounded wrong. Uh, okay, so dadnapped. Uh, mm-hmm. Emily Osment. She's related to Haley Joel Osment. I did not know that. That's her older brother. All right. People used to tell me I looked like Haley Joel Osment when I was growing up. You don't look like him now. I had somebody tell me that like six months ago. <laughs> a little upset. <laughs> yeah, I was say. He's... yeah. But yeah. So we rate this zero and one out of ten. Yeah. So... <laughs> out of sixty-four. Oh, we're rating it out of sixty-four. Yeah, we're rating it at sixty-four million. I was still still one out of sixty-four. Yeah. Either way, yeah. one. Okay. Yeah, it it was bad. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend it. Drink was good. Your drink was good. My drink was good. I'm gonna go back to let's go back to to watching terrifying uh, election stuff. Hopefully, by the time everyone listens to this, we have some answers. No, hopefully, they're good answers. Yeah, if they're bad hoping. answers. I just don't want to know. Just don't tell me. <laughs> if they're bad answers, and you haven't talked to me. Don't tell me about them. I don't. Yeah, know. that's right. All right. Bye. Bye.